0: eight teams I'm picking are the best eight teams in uh, Ragnaros league. What I'm actually saying is that I think these are the eight teams most likely to make the playoffs. Usually one through four, goes division winners five through six go, or five through eight goes wildcard winners. Occasionally when a division is really popping, I might put a couple of them up top if they deserve it. But these are the eight teams that right now I think stand the best chance to make the playoffs. But we're gonna hold up on that because we gotta talk about Week Four before we can get into the power rankings because we need to know how we got to this point. And so I'm gonna start this off uh, with the purple division. Or sorry, sorry, the blue division, the blue and purple conference. Uh, if the the stats ever load on the screen here, there we go. Um, and this thing was this was a great week, man. Uh, one of my favorite matches that I talked about from last week that came around was the AP4K, Autopecker 4000, going up against Maple Syrup Inc. I told you guys this one was probably one of the marquee matchups of the week, and it lived up to the hype. This was a 13 11 victory in favor of Autopecker4000, who continues to show that they are a team to be respected and that they're going to have consistent play in that two through four spot. We did see an exchange of sweeps as Starlax gets a sweep over Nated, and Bill Snyder takes a sweep over Jasper, and things hinged on that three seed, our boy Hockey Boys. Comes through with a big win over Chigmo, which I believe I told y'all, don't let that PR fool you. I thought that uh, hockey would do the damn thing, and he did. Blue Division, hyping it up. Two of their best going at last week. Another absolute barn burner going down between Collective Mayhem and Dad Legend. These are two teams that are uh, very similarly built, but got a little awkward because Lord Forehead... And came in as a sub against the super-hot Edelweiss. Uh, I hear she has not lost yet this season. I could be incorrect. I did not have time to look up individual player stats. I've done a quick scroll. I might be speaking out of turn, but it's my understanding that Edelweiss is doing the damn thing this season. Shout-out to her for coming through in a big way. Um, but still, even with that being the case, uh, Lord Forehead comes in. 145 PR and still manages to win a game, which is more than a touch you could say as uh, Yellow Dart pr- continues to prove that that 417 don't mean the damn thing in the one seed. Uh, there ain't a jock out there that could hold them. Uh, my boy Risen gets a very impressive win over Smiley Chris. Uh, sweeping Smiley Chris is no small feat and uh, that is definitely a tip of the hat to you, sir. Um, anytime you could sweep an opponent of that caliber you know you had a great week i guess that's what happens though when you bring paladin priest and shaman i don't know personally i see strengths to all those classes i don't know about all at the same time josh continues to be uh just pitiful at anything he ever attempts to exist in and cinder gets a win in what i thought was gonna be a way more interesting four seed matchup um but this thing ends up being a tie guys 12-12 12-12 when it's all said and done so you got two points separating AP4K from Maple Syrup you got a tie between Collective Mayhem and Dad Legend and you also have a tie between the Glitter Base and Team Next Level. The Blue Division kept things tight all week long. Glitter Base and TNL have that very similar build top heavy 3 hoping that you win there and then seeing what you could shore up with extra points in the bottom 3 um, there's an exchange of some wins in the, this is like, this is the yin and yang of the this style of a build, right? So, so team next level takes the top three spots. Uh, one of them going to game five is Suzuru, you know, put re establishes my faith that he is the best two seed in the league, being uh, a plus a 500 plus two seed in blue sombrero. In a, a beautiful five-game series, you have Try and Jamie's take a three-one wins, but then Arcan and Doc McButt, as I predicted, won big. And I did say that I thought that the team at the bond, who won at the bottom would win, uh, but these teams wanted to show me that they were as evenly matched as you can be. So, Blue Division barn burner, great week to watch. If you didn't catch it. Uh, and everybody kind of showed us they're exactly who they are. You know, if I were to look and see where did I expect people to win, they that's where they won, or that's where they took the to game five. Where did I expect people to lose? I mean, I don't think any of us doubted Arcane and Doc McButt over Geo and Saku. Um, but you know, Glitter Base Team Next Level, they threw down, and we watched a whole bunch of one through three seeds just smash each other in the face, just to have a four and five seal the deal. Let's go over to the purple division where things are slightly different than the blue division. We already talked about how um Team Next level faced off against the glitter base and they got their tie there. Hot Pepper is going to fall to Serenite Pain Gang in uh what originally, as I was looking at it, seemed kind of close. But as I began to look at it more, this this actually said a lot about Serenite Knight Pain Gang. Um, this season, they get the 15 to 11 win, 18 with the bonus points. Um, and you had some really great signs coming from SPG. Donde takes Iron Fire all the way to five games. Apex Predator takes KD to five games and wins. If you were to point at a weakness in SPG's lineup, you might point to that one and two seat. They're doing this weird two through three, sh- uh, one, two, and three shuffle. And to have Donde and Apex compete so well against two very good players, great sign for SPG moving forward. Um, But we come out in a stalemate at that point. Now you have Coles against Cardigan. Cardigan came into this league with a lot of hype, doing very well. Coles gets the sweep in a very much so needed uh, three-seed battle. Then the bottom of the lineup kind of went against what I originally thought. I thought Darkseid had the surefire win over G-Kick. If you look at G-Kick's historical record in THL, it's not that good. Um, but Darkside falls three-one. G-Kick gets that sneaky win. But Black Magic did exactly what I expected Black Magic to do against Starden. Serenite Pings looking good right now. Uh, very strong team. Definitely not somebody to be taken lightly. Good win over Hot Pepper. Romeo and Juliet 2 was good. Don't at me. I didn't realize that. I, I added you on that one. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. Are we talking about the Leonardo DiCaprio version? Because it was definitely solid. Here's where I think something very interesting happened. RNG versus the pot people. I'm going to talk a, more about both these teams in just a little bit. But I will say this. RNG has been the most pleasant surprise of this season for me. This was a hell of a match. If you haven't looked at the scores, every single uh, match went to a game five. Every single match went to a game five. Unfortunately for the pod people, four of those matches fell on the side of RNG. Losing four matches, RNG, I mean, uh, sorry, the pod people still got 12 points on the week. Which is not too shabby. ROG breaks the 20 point with the bonus. And they get the 21 on the week. R-hat has been playing out of his mind. And Catman comes out and secures a super solid win. JR Juggernaut and Mojo Pal. That was a coin flip to begin with. If you look at the 3 seed coin flip. The uh, 4 seed however. I was not expecting the Bear to beat the Tiger. If you think about it. Tigers. They, they tend to be a little more nimble, but when you think about the power of the bear and the fact that unlike wolves, bears can also fight with their back feet like tigers can, I did not know that, that the bear would defeat the tiger in this battle. I was not expecting it. I did not see it coming. Um, but Dyrus Bear sneaks out the only victory in favor of the pod people, and uh, Crackshot does what Crackshot does, but we've definitely seen a improvement in play at Rock Base. Uh, or Rock Bass. Not sure if he's a fisherman or if he's a musician. Um, but the the improvement in Rock's play this season has been super solid for the pod people. And I honestly thought that was going to be a 3-1 or a 3-0. But RNG has proven to be the surprise team of the season. Doing big things and getting big wins over big teams. Everything is huge with RNG right now. Um... Lefty, my headband was dirty. I've ordered new ones. I did it in between playing Fortnite and, and coming live with this. I do apologize. Um I, I just need new headbands. They're gross. Okay. So let's let's go on down. Right? Let's let's move on down as we uh continue to look at teams that matter. Okay. Um this defiance team mox thing, I don't know that really taught me much. I, I think that Defias uh, deserves some credit for winning. But Team Mox has not added up to be the team I thought they were going to be. And I do believe there's a, a DQ victory in the five seed. Um, a more interesting match to look at is we're starting to learn a little more about Noob Central. I told you guys last week, I think ATL is a very solid team. Um, and the Noobs, there's a lot of question marks around us. I play in Sylvanas. As I've been watching some of the broadcasts, as I've been playing in the THL Open, I I continue to learn more and more about my Sylvanas teammate, Myth. Um, I think as a one super strong. Shadow Ranger has become vocal in the Discord, learning a little bit more about Shadow Ranger, who gets a a big-time sweep over well-respected Blue Spartan. The noobs end up taking this thing. And I'm starting to think I know who they are as a team. I'm starting to see the identity form in the noobs. Not enough to really pin it down and, and make concrete assumptions about them. But I think this win over ATL is not a case of ATL not being as good as I said they were last week. As much as it is that Noob Central might be better than I assume they were. Because everything up until this point about ATL, I mean, sorry, the noobs, has been an assumption. All right. So, ATL does manage to put up 11 points, but the noobs come out and they get the 16-19 with the bonus. I think we've learned a lot about them this week. Probably the most important things to happen, though, over in the red division was HSA faced off against the Cabal. And absolutely beat the living shit out of my team. Uh, only securing 6 points on the week, while HSA hit the 20 mark with the bonus. Um... Slimsh was the only one to secure victory as Ultimate swept Icon. Sage swept Donnie. And I fell to Scritch. uh, 3-1. Still trying to figure out exactly who we are over at the Cabal. We have the veterancy to do it. We have the talent to do it. But let's just face it. HSA is in a class of their own. Um, And I don't know. Maybe this is us just learning that the Cabal is not all that we hyped them up to be I said we've had our question marks but we're we're not even securing the positions I thought we would I thought we'd be super strong in the three and I thought we would be super strong on the five and neither one has really pulled through for us this season Braski started off hot and has been struggling as of late uh I have definitely not lived up to the last season's expectations and when in the five seed Donnie has got the job done but playing in the four against somebody like Sage is a different beast Uh, I mean, playing anybody from HSA is a whole different animal. Um, We move down to the other important conference showdown that happened this week. Zinergy hadn't really played anybody of substance up until last week when they faced off against Dirty Mike and the boys. Uh, and Dirty Mike and the boys want to back up my statements earlier that they are going to be the victors of gold. They are going to come out and prove that they're the better team. They face off against Zinergy. They hold Zinergy to 10 while scoring 14 of their own. This includes two sweeps for Aviously and Surlos. Uh, they do drop. Uh, 3-1 in both the 1 and 5 seeds as Tony Montana falls to Dr. Zephyr and Dirty Mike falls to the Diamond Award winner Dexter H.S. I mean I'm not shocked by any of this. I, I expect Dirty Mike to continue to be the best team coming out of um, gold. I will say that Ask H.S. does pick up a win against the Stubs as we were expecting them to do and they do kind of Put themselves into a position now where they're on the outside looking in, but they're at least within line of sight of the playoffs uh, as we approach the halfway point this week. Now, before I get into week five and my thoughts on week five, all right, it's time. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the first. Official Jack Sox top eight. Now, I got a little script. Some of it's going to be repeats of what I just said off the top of the dome. But they're points worth emphasizing. All right. Uh, And for those of you who are not here as the show started, I would like to remind you that my top eight is not the best eight teams in Ragnaros League. These are the eight teams that I think will make the playoffs. And it's adjusted, if you want to call it that, per seeding. Usually, one through four are the division winners and five through eight are the wild cards however like we saw last season with a really strong I believe it was blue division I might put two of them up in the top four if they really do deserve it over the conference or or the division leaders in their uh, conference partnerships so let's start this thing off um, with the number eight team over in the red division we've got my own squad the Cabal I struggled to put us here. I did. But if you consider the fact that we're standing where we are, having played Dirty Mike and the boys, HSA whooped us and we're still in second place above ATL. And really and truly, the only people that are completely slacking on the team live in the five seed in our name, Jack Sox. We have an opportunity this week to put the eight and a half team behind us Uh, 8.5, I would consider ATL to be that 8.5 team. Um, If we could put that behind us this week, it kind of proves that we should be in this 8 spot. Obviously, if we drop this, I think we're going to know who the 8 spot is next week. All right. Right now, though, as I look at it, this is how I see it going. Um, And really, I have no further analysis than... Than that right now is we are where we are in spite of the fact that HSA put it on us. Coming in in the seventh seed and going over to the blue division, AP Four K Autopecker Four Thousand having played has played a hell of a lineup so far. They stay in second place in blue division after facing team next level Maple Syrup Inc, Serenite Pain Gang, and really nice guys. They do have a rough road remaining, but they've already proven that they could take their lumps and continue to put points on the board. I currently don't see any reason that they would fall off of their their current progress. When you look at who they have left to face, there's very few better than who they've already gone up against. Obviously, collective mayhem looking down on them is something they have to worry about. Coming in, At number six, Zynergy. I'm not going to lie. I don't like putting them here, but here's the truth of the matter. They have played who they were asked to play, and they beat who was put in front of them. After four completed weeks so far, three of them were powder puffs. They lost to their only challenge so far. But that's not their fault that they beat who they had to play. Uh, They will eventually play the same teams everybody else has to play. We'll learn more about them. And traditionally speaking, Xenergy turns it up at the end of a season anyways. So they're still growing in power. And time will tell if they get to stay on this list or not. I just really don't know other than the noobs who could threaten them in the gold division. So we'll have to see. Coming in fifth. RNG really nice guys are kind of a surprise to me, but they're doing very well considering that they have played three of my division favorites so far remaining in second place after already playing collective mayhem AP 4k and beating down the pod people. They're definitely proven that they're worthy of being on this list. It possibly higher than where I have them right now. I slept on these guys I'm drinking my cup of coffee, and I'm waking up, boys. I see you. RNG's doing their thing over the Purple Division. Moving into our top four, and this week, this actually kind of stays true to how I think this list will normally go. I think these four teams are going to be our division winners, and they are ranked by who I think is the best and worst right now as far as division winners go. Coming in in the four spot, Dirty Mike and The Boys. Uh, To me, they're the easy favorites to win gold. They just beat the team most likely to challenge them. They've yet to play all the powder puffs that uh, Xenergy has played. You know, when you have an opportunity to directly steal points from your only competition, and you do, you know, they got themselves um, an easy plus six on Zenergy. If you look at that gap... From last week to this week, you'll see just how much it closed after that head-to-head. I expect them to continue to close that gap and eventually pass them as soon as they get to play some of these easier teams. In the third spot, this is my favorite surprise of the season. So far, both Purple Division teams that have had up there have been my surprise this season. It's not Hot Pepper, who I thought would be up here. It's not Team Next Level, who I thought would be up here. The Pod people, the Pooh people, stay in first place with Hot Pepper, Team Next Level, Serenite Pain Gang, and RNG behind them. They still have some of Blue's best yet to come. Uh, anytime you're looking down the barrel of Collective Mayhem, that's not going to be a fun week for you. But I have reason to believe that they'll continue this grind. And that overall play amongst their team. Even their losses. They're going to see 12 or 13 points. I think they continue to hold on. And if not climb a little more. Coming into the two seed. I've said their name a lot. I think that they deserve. All the hype they're currently getting. And the team is just playing fucking solid right now. Collective Mayhem over the Blue Division. Takes my number two spot. This team just scores points. It's such a solid lineup And they're getting positive results Even when they're losing And in most cases they're winning anyways uh, Collective Mayhem still has a lot of work Ahead of them But they, they've proven that Just like I said about the pod people They're going to be consistent And even if they lose They're going to still put double digits on the board Which is your goal If you're ever going to lose Just make sure you get 10 points on the board Um, They do have week 5 Against the Glitter Bays However I feel think that they're going to match up really well. I actually expect them to add to their point total this week. HSA. Do I really need to say anything? Uh, They put the smack down on the Cabal last week, who currently seems to be the... the one of the two biggest challenges that they're going to have in getting out of red as the victors. Um, and they're, they've stayed true to HSA form. You know, they, they won back to back. They don't mess around. They took a hiatus. They've reformed. They've come back in their ultimate form. Um, and they're sitting atop their throne. I really can't find any reason why they might stumble. But Jesus does giveth. And Jesus can take taketh away. Um. I would love for somebody to stop them. Unfortunately, I think the teams that are best built to stop HSA are on the wrong conference. So, um, these are my initial top eights. To recap, the Cabal coming in at eight. AP4K coming in at seven. Zenergy taking six. RNG coming in at five. Dirty Mike and the Boys at four. The Pooh People at three. Collective Mayhem at 2, and HSA sitting on top of the mountain. I would like to give honorable mentions to Sarah Knight Gang, who I think is right there. Uh, they just need to shore up a few spots, get a few points back under their belt. I can see them being right back in this conversation. And this week, ATL has the ball in their court to directly knock a team off this list as they get to face off against the number 8 team in the Cabal. Those are your top eights. The first for season 10. You know, I'm going to leave HSA up there. I just like the way it looks above me. Chuck, what do you think, man? Chuck agrees. All right. So week five comes in. And there's some matchups that kind of have some significance this week. Um, As we look at people that could directly steal points from their opponents. Right now, Glitter Base is sitting on the outside looking in, being 20 points behind division leaders, Collective Mayhem. However, they're only seven points out of second place. Uh, Pretty much you have Collective Mayhem on the top of the Blue Mountain. And then everybody else is separated by eight points. Literally, second through fourth is all right there. Probably the most important blue seed matchup this week might be Packer 4000 versus Dad Legend. Packer 4000 is currently sitting in second, Dad Legend's in last. One's 59, one's 51. We just saw Yellow Dart have a big week. Risen just moves up to the two seed because of a big week. If things are getting really switched up in there. We have probably one of the best 5C matchups we'll see in the blue-purple division this week as Altenberg in the Chronic face-off. We have another throwdown in the 4C between Jasper and Josh Sampson. And a lot of question marks up top. On paper, it looks like this one should go in favor of Otto Pecker. But with the motivation of Dad Legend to be able to directly steal points, and the fact that Risen is probably one of the worst players to look at on paper, uh, if you want to be lied to, look at Risen solely on paper. Ben has a great opportunity against Hockey Boys. However, Hockey Boys is Hockey Boys. So if Dad Legend wants to take this one, Josh and Altenberg need to get those big four and five seed wins. It's somebody up in that top three needs to, I'm going to say, steal a victory. I know they've been hot, but the favorites in the top three spots have to lean in favor of Auto Pecker. So my early pick is Auto Pecker 4000 over Dad Legend. But I would love to see Dad Legend get fired up and steal some points back. Uh, if you're confused, that was a compliment towards Risen. Um, on paper. That's that's the dumbest way to look at them. You know, that's like Tom Brady getting drafted in the sixth round right there. That's what you're looking at with Risen. Alright. That collective mayhem and glitter base matchup I was talking about. This is one where glitter base has to, has to, has to, has to take these top three. They have to. They need this win in a big way. This is a week that could put them really far behind. You do have some great players on the Collective Mayhem side. However, Wolfmack, Blue Sombrero, and Steffi all have very good chances of winning this week. And in my opinion, should win. I do think that uh, Dave and Cinder walk away with 3 ones, if not sweeps, in the 4-5. and five. But Glitterbase, if you're ever going to cop- capitalize on the top of the lineup, this is the week to do it. However... Early pick goes to Collective Mayhem. So, so far I've got Auto Packer. I've got Collective Mayhem. Maple Syrup going up against the Pod People. For me, this is a no brainer in favor of the Pod People. Um, I do think Maple Syrup gets two of the matches. Um, I do think that Bill is going to beat Dyrus. And I do think that Earthshatter beats Rock. However, I like the one through three in favor of the pod people. I have very high opinions on Nated. However, I think that where the pod people are right now and the way Mojo Pal is playing, I think he takes this one. I think it's going to be a close one, a 13 to 12, a 14 to 11, something in that range. But this one's going in favor of the Pooh people. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really hard. To pick against Edelweiss in anything. Just gonna put that out there. Alright. Um. But I, I gotta be honest with you. Wolf Mac, hot Wolf Mac is hot. Um, that's gonna be a hell of a throwdown. If we could force that one to be on the stream, that'd be great. I would love to watch that. Moving on down to purple. Hot pepper versus really nice guys. Um we have an interesting lineup, already submitted. For Alvar Colon, I don't know, I, I, that person. Um, Mage and Paladin are being brought. However, in the lineup they're going up against, I'm not sure that I, I don't like it. Um, but it is Cardigan that you're messing around with a cute lineup against. I do actually think that Hot Fire, Hot Fire, Geez, Iron Fire um, is going to have his hands full with Catman this week. I do think Iron Fire wins it, but I think it's a very close one. I expect Catman to get points in this loss. I think that KD takes Juggerlaw to court. I do think that Cardigan might punish these brings. Um, Swanky Tiger, no brainer over G kick. Crack shot, no brainer over Cardigan. So when you when you get this one on paper, I think the top three go to Hot Pepper. I think the bottom two go to RNG. This may end up being a tie week, though, because of how badly I think for I think Swanky sweeps. And I think Crackshot wins 3-1, if not a second sweep here. Uh, the top of the lineup, I expect Catman to get some points in the loss. Uh, I expect Juggerlaw to get some points in the loss. I don't know how that three-seed matchup is going to go. Getting cute against Cardigan is never a good idea. Serenite Pain Gang taking on Team Next Level. It, early on, if you caught my my, uh, my preseason um, hype train for this, I thought that Team Next Level being so top-heavy would be a punishment. This is a week where it might serve them just fine. Coles um, is really hot right now, but Suzuru, I'm sticking with you as my favorite two-seed in this league. Do not let me down. Jammies is a hell of an opponent to go up against Day, but I still think that one might be a coin a coin flip. So here's what we need We need Try to beat the Giant Slayer against SoFlo. Because if Try can't win, I don't see the team next level winning this. I think Saku and Geo fall to Dark Side at Black Magic. However, last week when I said this, Dark Side let me down. Dark Side don't let me down. Um, Black Magic's going to do what Black Magic does. So when this one all shakes out, I think that whoever wins the one seed wins this week. I could pick a team. Actually, I'm going to pick a team. I'm going to pick Sarah Pain Payne Gang here. I think I'm going to pick Sarah Pain Payne Gang here, even though I started this thing off leaning towards Team Next Level. Here's why. I think even though this thing's going to be super close, I think the four and five seed, again, just get too many points. I'm expecting three-one victories there. When you're coming out 6-2 to two with the other matches to be played, uh, or technically 8-2, to two, uh, I think that might just be too much of a deficit for Team Next Level to overcome. However, if Try wins this thing, I think they win the week. So if I have to make my early pick, it's for SPG. But I'm just going to say if Try wins, I think Team Next Level takes this week. Moving on down to red and gold. Moving on down to red and gold. Uh, ATL versus the Cabal I want to pick my team here Um, For no other reason I can I think Slim beats uh, DZB Um, I think that Donnie beats Catnip I don't fucking know What I'm going to do I have been playing like shit all season Sully is somebody I'm very familiar with I played Sully in a couple other uh, series Um, They've gone Fairly well for me So I I think that Slimsh Donnie, and maybe myself lock this thing up. I would love to see Brasky return to the badass form. He dropped the seed, um, and he's fired up. So Brasky in the three seed is a great place to be. Uh, And Icon versus Blue Spartan is actually a good matchup for Icon. I mean, I'm biased as shit. This is my team. But there are legitimate reasons why I think this one goes in favor of us. I think it's going to be a very close week. We're talking those 13-14, 11-12 type weeks here defias brotherhood versus hsa hsa is going to put the absolute smackdown on defias brotherhood uh the only place i think defias might sneak away with a win is possibly captain comp over sage uh sage is an absolute stud though these are two veteran players going up against each other um, and i i truly mean if he does win he's going to sneak that win uh i think this one goes 4-1 in favor of hsa if not 5-1 uh, Mmi versus Twiz is gonna be hype city just for me as a fanboy. Um, I lost the blue Spartan and swept Icon. You know, RNG happens. <laughs> we have we have some self-esteem issues on the Cabal right now. <laughs> icon, we love you. Xenergy uh, versus Team Mox. I think Xenergy has to capitalize here. This is kind of the last uh, soft match that Zenergy gets before they have to go into um, the Cabal HSA. Uh, Did they play ATL? No, they have not yet played ATL. Um, You know they they've got a lot ahead of them after this week, and I think that they need to capitalize on all the points they can. If they don't win big this week, they're gonna have a hard time fighting off Dirty Mike and the Boys for the division lead. I don't think this knocks them out of the playoffs or the wild card conversation, unless uh, the noobs continue to be as good as they've been. Uh, but I, I do think that Zenergy needs a big win. When you look at it on paper, uh, Rumham is coming off of a THL open win, uh, played some weird decks, took some interesting lines, but one. So who am I to say anything about them? Uh, coming in as, I don't know if that's a sub or a replacement, but they're coming in for Team Ox, for Banja for the week. Those are big shoes to fill, especially going up against Dr. Zephyr. Blood Hunter. I actually like Blood Hunter a lot, but I think this week goes to Nate. Uh, Impo, I've easily favored over Appa. Uh, Dexter versus Force is actually a great match. That's one I would love to see streamed, if we could get that one streamed. Those are two players of equal caliber that I think would be fantastic five-seed players playing in the four-seed. Uh, that's going to be one of the more interesting four-seed matchups you'll see this season. And I think Jim Felos over J-Squared is a no-brainer. Jim Philos is a stud in his own right. He's definitely favored over um, J-squared. So, I, I, I to recap there, I think Zephyr, I think Nate, I, I actually, I think everyone on Zerengi wins except maybe Dexter. I'm not saying Dexter loses. I'm just saying that's where they're most likely to lose. And Rumham could give Zephyr problems. But if you're asking, putting a gun to my head, I'm picking Zephyr. Um... Ask H S versus Dirty Mike and the boys. I think Dirty Mike stays hot. I uh, I I don't know, man. Tony Montana, he, he needs to get that giant killer instinct back in him. He needs to remember that he's David, and he's, he needs to start slaying all these Goliaths. But I like Avius Lee. I like Surlose. Um Lefty, I think this is a good matchup for Lefty, and I think Dirty Mike wins this thing very easily. Um, I'm thinking this is three matches to two at the worst for dirty mike and the boys i'm currently leaning four one with uh serlos beating corbett as the the potential swing to three two the stubs versus noob central noob central should rack up 20 this week if they don't you're letting me down noobs um you know you got eight bit versus osmonaut but everything else should go in your favor noobs um twos is a hell of a a hell of a player and nobody to sleep on but i do think that myth might be uh potential rookie of the year material um definitely a solid player over there i think i covered it all folks i think i covered it all possibly maybe How is that soft? They have been all been underperforming this season, dude. I mean, let's, let's be honest. You can throw all the names you want out there. They're almost 20 points behind fourth place. They're in fifth place right now. All right? And they're down 16 points to fourth place. That's a full week score from fourth place. In a division where everybody else is super close. Um, it, it's a soft lineup. I mean that's just facts. That's that's speaking statistics. Yes, Rumham. I think it's going to be an interesting addition. I know that Bonja wasn't actually exactly living up to Bonja uh, that we know from last season and previous THL experience. Uh, Rumham. I'm actually very interested to see how he performs this week. I just think that Zephyr is a stud or stud s. I don't want to assume anything in 2018, um, but I, I think Rumham has their hands full even with the THL Open win. You know, a lot of the top-tier THL people were trying to play in a qualifier on Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, Zephyr's not somebody to mess with. Yes, Force of Will was an all-star. Um, but that's last season. I was 29-9 and last season. I'm 1-3 this season. So, I think I'm like, if I ever to have to do game ones, I think I'm like 5-9. five, five and nine something like that. Last season is last season, man. Doesn't matter. Pass is pass. We all know my season. No, I knew that meta. I understood that meta. I had favorable matchups against players I was very familiar with. People whose tendencies I knew. People who I had a winning record against. Uh, this season, I don't like this meta. And a lot of people are like, it's the same thing. No, it's not. There was no death rattle crap last season. There, there was no death rattle crap. Tempo mage. I got laughed at when I brought tempo mage. Um, you know, there's, there's actually like three viable builds of, of rogue you could bring. I know everybody only brings uh odd rogue. There's taunt druid. There's malgos druid. There's togwaggle druid. I know everybody's bringing token, but I've seen the others. Like there's things out there right now that just, it's different than it was last season. I had a good understanding of last season. I'm out there in the question mark land this season. I'm uh, not playing around very simple things like Mossy Horrors because, you know, Mossy Horror was a off-tech last season and it's like an auto-include now. Silences are like, yeah, you could run them, you can not. There's other ways of getting around it. Oof. Oh, man. C-Force comes in here crexus corrects us. He was not an all-star. He had a good season, though. Um... So that's where we stand, folks. That's where we're at right now. I don't know if anybody wrote in questions. Um, it says I have things here. Uh, is this a THL official venue? Sage asked. Uh, I'm going to answer this one both in chat and live. Uh, pirate Radio calling. It, it's pirate radio. There's nothing THL official about this. Um. This is This is a... non-sanctioned THL event this is a off-site ghetto-ass THL event because we need to be able to say what we need to say here without getting social banned however I do hold the standard in my chat for uh, appropriate behavior so I'm just checking real quick to see um, MCL season one champion predictions I was looking at that real quick on uh, the main page I was trying to figure that out Uh, who do we got right now who are the two folks facing off? Um, I have no clue how to read this. Slimch got knocked out. He was my favorite. Josh, are you asking this question because you're involved? Uh, at a quick glance, uh, based on lineups being brought and people still in it, um, I like Catman. Catman went with the big four. Going up against Cinder. Uh the Paladins is an interesting bring there. But yeah, I, I think I like Catman for for uh a season one prediction if I'm if I'm reading this correctly. I hope I'm reading that correctly. Um what was the other question? There was one other real one. So this one's actually good, and I want you guys to hear this as it's stated, not as an insult. Which team has performed below their ta- talent level It will not make the playoffs because of this? One example is Team Mox. Um, as Impo said, there's a lot of really big, really great names on Team Mox. I definitely think that they are a very strong group of players. I do not think they're living up to their potential currently. Um, I also do not feel as though we are seeing the full potential out of um, Hot Pepper. And I think that that might cost them because I do believe that RNG is playing above their skill level. And that might be because, A, they've improved and maybe this meta fits them better. Maybe whatever they're doing differently in their chat um, has caused that group of players to improve. Or, or maybe they can't sustain it and Hot Pepper does get back in. But if Hot Pepper keeps playing the way they are, I do think that they're a team that misses the playoff. That should not. I think they should be a playoff team and they're not performing up to standards. Um, <clears throat> I could argue Glitter Base, but I kind of thought they were going to have trouble with their build. Um, make it so you have to win in the top three in a league that's very, very talented, one through three. Um, but I did expect them to win a little more than they are. So I don't know if I could feel comfortable putting them in this category but i definitely think that team mox is not living up to the raw talent they have on um their team and i also think that hot pepper could definitely be doing better um very strong players on both those rosters very strong players on both those rosters um Ah, great question from Coles. Thank you, Coles. Guys, by the way, thank you for giving me these live questions right here. Um, Coles asked, I mentioned that I was working on going through the rules. However, it's week five into the season. The rules are not up to date yet. Do you know when the rules will reflect the rules we are currently using for this season? This is actually an argument I literally got told I couldn't have again. Um, (laughs) I won't won't really get into all the details of it. Um, But... Here's where I... I want to make a few things clear on the... I would call it the rules committee of Nate Slimsh and myself. Um, what I was asked to do was not necessarily go over the rules. That's Slimsh's job. Uh, Slimsh has been one of the most trusted, sturdy members of this league since the day he came in, which I believe was season beta. Um, he's going over the rules directly. What I was in charge of... I've already submitted... I'm going to be honest with you. I found out from a few people in DOLA that they haven't even been shared this document yet, which, by the way, I spent three and a half hours on Sunday working on this document. Um, I was in charge of formalizing a process for how incoming information would be received, documented, tracked, and moved into action processes. In other words, my job was to make sure that proposed rules and complaints don't die in Trello. Um, and to formalize that process I created two documents One was I believe three and a half Pages long Might have been four um, Of like detailed Roles, responsibilities Time frames, so on and so forth And then a cheat sheet Which I was told that the cheat sheet was shared um, With specific members uh, But I've also learned that a lot of people Still haven't seen it That was just like a step one through eight And then you could refer to my big document after I am not in any way, shape, or form involved in any voting and any um, administration. I was just asked as like a consultant level to make a proposal, um, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know the time frame for that. I don't know. Uh, I handed it off to Nade. Nade said he gave it to the appropriate people. I would defer any questions on that stuff to Nade or Impo, as I think they might be the two with the most... Um, Actual knowledge on what's happening. Slimch has been working very diligently on going through the rules, but he'll be the first one to admit that it was a way bigger task than he thought it would be. Um, and I know that he's been like taking his time really going through it, so you could direct uh, the revisiting of rules to Slimch. Um, and so Icon in chat for those that are listening to the podcast said that, um, uh, they're they're working on an announcement as we as we speak. Um, so let me go back to I hope that answered. let me go back to discord because there's a few there that are um, Banter. Uh, this is a good question. All right, this is more of a social question than a league based question. Uh, banter. How far is too far and when is too far too far? Um, it, it See, that's so subjective and it's, it's such a life skill that's difficult for a lot of people to to use. And I'm not going to lie, there's times where I know I'm going too far and I just don't give a fuck. Um, and I know that's not correct or right, but I usually do a good job of apologizing. Here's what I would say. Um, I'll use an example of the Pepe conversation that happened in chat. I'm a huge... Um, Believer that when you take something good and innocent and turn it into something evil because a small population um, has used it in a wrong way. That you're letting that small population win by outright banning it. However, when somebody comes to you and says, listen, this is deeply and emotionally affecting me. And then you keep poking and fucking prodding at that person. I don't give a shit what you believe. That person's asking you in their presence to not get the fuck off. That's too far. Um, so so banter's all about just listening to the people around you. Taking social cues. If they're telling you they're not cool with it, don't be a dick about it. Right? Like, know who you can bust balls with. Know who you can't bust balls with. And let it chill. Alright? Not everybody is as thick-skinned as some of us. Um, I can have... Listen, the amount of times Donnie and I have gone at it. Alright? The fact that I call him Donnie is part of our ongoing ball busting. Just like he's the only person in THL that calls me Steven. This is what we do. I know I could do this with Donnie. I'm not gonna bust the balls the same way I do with Donnie with Darkseid. It's been very clear that we can't bust balls with each other. Alright? So banter's all about stream the social queue, guys. And remember, this is like a fun league, so don't be a dick. Right? Um... Uh, there was a question over here in uh, chat that I missed and I meant to address. Uh, originally, Donnie and I didn't like that we called each other by original names. Um, no, that, that, yeah, like if you're, I mean, obviously somebody's name is not an insult, but it, the way it came up between Donnie and I was kind of like, he went from being, um, Fuck Donnie. What was your original name? It wasn't the town drunk originally. It was something else that had to do with drunk. And then you had a different name before that. Donnie's had a few names in THL. So I just started calling him fucking Donnie. I am plan B. That's right. That's right. So he was I am plan B. Then he was something else with drinking for like a hot second. And then he became the town drunk. Um. And, and I just started calling him fucking Donnie. So that that's that whole song and dance. There was a real question I mentioned somewhere. I'm so sorry I missed it. Um Jack Sox, what do you th- who do you think will win in Silv League? No research on the hot seat. Who's going to win the championship? I'm not going to lie. I've been failing very I <sighs> So I shouldn't have joined the Savannahs team this season. If I'm being honest, should not have joined a Sylvanas team. I don't have the time to be part of a team, but I really enjoyed my experience last season in Sylvanas. It want some more LHS. I am actually doing better right now. At Sylvanas than I am in, um, rag. So I, first off, apologies to my, my team over at tap last, uh, but a few teams that I have heard just buzz about, you know, like you asked me not to go to the cheat sheet. Um, So you're asking me to come off the top of the dome. Obviously, I'm always going to go with Pam if they're involved in the league and they're the same core group that keeps coming back. Uh, The other one that I'm really hyped on this season is uh, uh, C'Thun. Um, uh, Jesus. of Mechathun? Is that right? So... And if I remember correctly, they're coming from different conferences, so they actually could square off. Um, now, that's just without any research. Um, yeah, Cult of Mechathune. Those would be my two quick picks off the top. Just because Pam has always been solid, It's always in the playoff conversation. Um, on top of having a great name, they're actually good. And then I know that Cult of Mechathune was like... Everybody was referring to them as this year's boars. Um, so, you know, whenever you're compared to a team of the caliber of the boars, you're doing something absolutely correct. Um, yeah, I don't know what you mean about fix there. All right. there was That wasn't the question I was looking for, though. Somebody else asked something, um, and I missed it. They named themselves... Mecha C'Thun, oh that's awful Yeah, no I guess that was it guys uh... Oh there was a question from last week that I meant to answer and I didn't And I actually want to come back to it real quick um, I really got sidetracked last week guys I meant to bring this up and talk about it, it was a question that came from Sage um, And it was a really good one that I had to actually think very hard about. There was no stats to look at. This was actually like, look at the league and tell us your thoughts on it. Uh, can you guys hear her through the wall? Yeah, she's, she's talking to her, uh, her, her work wife. And they have one volume. Italian. Alright. I'm Irish. I'm allowed to say these things. Italian people shit on me all the time. Alright. So Sage asked. Does it seem to you that this season is having a much higher player turn- turnover rate than usual? Or is the new Discord channel for free agents just increasing awareness of subs and replacements uh, needs in general and otherwise? So, in other words, are we seeing more subs and replacements than usual? Yeah, I mean, we are. We definitely haven't had this many subs in a long time. But I think this comes down to two different things, actually. Um, originally, I was like, yeah, it's because we have, you know these new teams we have some very new teams uh if you look at noob central almost all new players ask hs almost all new players um i think that was it for mostly new players dad legend is all veterans but they're like coming over from sylvanas uh but as we ultimately look at all this um I was originally like, yeah, just because we have all these new players and new players don't know the commitment of THL. But then I started to think about it. We have things like the THL Open that have happened now a couple times. We have these opportunities in MCL. We have people that are actually deeply involved. And it's kind of like picking somebody up on the waiver wire, right? Like, so uh, Rumham, if you want to tell me that Team Mox didn't pick up Rumham this week based on the THL Open performance you're you're smoking something. Um you know, there's definitely a advantage to the visibility of free agents right now. And I think it's actually more of a good thing that these free agents know how to get involved. Captains know where are gonna see them. Captains know they're an option for them. Um I won't lie, there's times where I've played like I played at the laundromat uh two weeks ago because I didn't want to put my team at risk by having a lesser than sub but if I had had the time to do my research I could figure out what five seeds are out there what people around my PR can my team pick up can I feel comfortable in subbing out if I knew that the sub that was coming in for me was good I would sub more often than I do but part of the reason that I don't is that I want to make sure my team gets the best result they can and I don't want them to just throw somebody into place I'm thinking that that might be closer to the mentality of what's actually happening right now is people are actually more confident in the visibility of the free agents, knowing who they are, knowing their skill level, and therefore feel more confident in either A, saying, hey, I need a sub, or B, being like, hey, let's try this guy out. Um, I know in past, I've been on teams where when I'm not performing well, I'll tap out, right? I'll help my team scout somebody, and I'll tap out as a permanent replacement. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I really don't. Um, if If you want to stay on your team in the background as like a practice buddy, but you want to tap out to give your spot to someone that's doing really well and that you can visibly see as a free agent, why wouldn't you? So those are my thoughts. Uh, Also Unholy, how are you doing, buddy? Appreciate you, dude. All right, I think that's all the questions. Uh, I think that's all the questions for this week. We're nearing that hour-long episode. That's more than I wanted to. I thought, guys, the questions this week were super productive. I appreciate the productive attitude. Uh, Coles, thank you for following up on the rules stuff. Kel, thank you very much for answering all those questions in the write-ins of uh, pirate radio discord and hey guys thank you for being here uh what up uh, up uh, what teams do you have making the playoffs enrolled this season well i mean i guess that would go right back to my top eight right um i have hsa winning red i have the cabal currently as the wild card but atl could directly shut that down this week uh over at gold i currently have dirty mike and the boys winning the division and i have synergy uh currently as the wild card but I'm really starting to like the noobs for the wild card over there but they have to prove it to me. Cool. Uh no, I have not answered uh well actually try I kind of mentioned try just ask i answer something close to the biggest surprise team of the year. I kind of mentioned that I have two surprise teams. I don't know if they're the biggest but they're definitely the ones I'm enjoying the most right now. Uh, the pod people are my favorite surprise of the season. In division I thought was going to be won by uh, Hot Pepper. It's Serenite Knight Pain Gang. Uh, The pod people have been a very pleasant and a very fun surprise for me. Uh, and RNG is definitely a shock to me. Uh, I didn't really see anything on that roster that was making me go, oh, it's going to be such a different RNG team this season. And then they've done fantastically playing some of the best out there. Um uh, Even if they're not winning every week, they're putting themselves in a position to be super relevant come playoff times. So, I don't know if they're my biggest surprises, but they're definitely my favorite surprises. And, dude, thank you for being here at all. All Alright, every time I say that's the final question, somebody hits me with another question. So, I'm going to give it 30 seconds before I actually say that's that. Um, I'm trying to see who's in here did young boy scritch just popped in here young boy scritch are we playing are we duoing? um I need to know if we're doing it's very important stuff I need to know if i'm i'm throwing a host over or if we're going or, actually I'll probably throw a host over if we are doing but uh guys I like to play some games with people after we get done here uh, makes my heart happy uh you've got like four hours of homework so it looks like I'm not gonna be playing those games uh, peanut butter jelly, one has to go for the rest of your life. That's easy, jelly. Uh, peanut butter goes in my smoothies. Peanut butter goes on my toast. Uh, peanut butter goes on my Granny Smith apples. Peanut butter is life. Uh, I would I would miss jelly, but that's a no contest. All right? Um, folks, thank you so much for being here. I want to see real quick if we can maybe... I'm hoping that our former THL friend, he's usually streaming right about now, um, I was hoping Pizza was going to be streaming some Hearthstone. Sadly, Pizza is not streaming. Oh, yes! Pizza is streaming Hearthstone right now. Yeah, yeah! Pizza Hearthstone. Guys, this is a fantastic Hearthstone streamer. Um, His name is Pizza. He was in THL for a long time. Super good player. He's now playing the game professionally. If you got a few minutes to show him some love, I know he would appreciate that. I would appreciate that. Until I see you guys again, Please do indeed. Stay gold, pony boy.